0: Hello everyone, I'm Al Daldegan, creator and producer of the Leaders, Innovators and Big Ideas podcast, supported by Rainforest Alberta. This podcast showcases the people who are working to improve Alberta's innovation ecosystem. This episode is hosted by Peter Bodway. Peter manages strategy and partnerships for an innovative alliance of energy companies committed to reducing environmental impacts through collaborative R&D efforts. Peter worked for more than 20 years in Asia, building and investing in a variety of businesses. His most recent role outside of Canada was with the World Wildlife Fund, where he was the chief executive officer of WWF China, based in Beijing. Prior to that, Peter lived in Hong Kong for 15 years working in the technology industry. And now, sit back and listen to Peter's interview with Terry Rock. Take it away, Peter.
1: Thanks, Al. As mentioned, my name is Peter Baudouin, and I'll be your host of today's Rainforest Podcast. Today's guest is Terry Rock, President and CEO of Platform Calgary. Welcome Terry. Thanks for having me. So we'll start off, I guess, just a little bit of background on platform. So can you tell us a little bit about platform and what what role it plays in the ecosystem? Sure. Well, platform was
2: created in 1981. This is one of those facts, although it has emerged onto the scene gangbusters in the past uh, six months to a year and a half. Uh, It actually started life in 1981 as the Calgary Research and Development Authority. And uh, a guy named Alistair Ross and some folks in the energy industry primarily saw what was coming and said, what an opportunity for our city to be on the forefront of technology. And so that organization was created. It's uh, I think we're about version four. Version two was Calgary Technologies, Inc., uh, same organization and the formation of the Alistair Ross Technology Center on the university at the of university. Research. Okay, yeah. yeah. Two a two phase project there, one in uh, eighty eight and one in two thousand, and uh, that's one hundred twenty five thousand square feet of space that supports uh, technology companies um, with a with a more of a research focus, but but just in general, it's supporting tech companies. Uh, there was a period that just wrapped up that was about a seven year partnership with University Technologies International under the banner Innovate Calgary. Uh, Innovate Calgary continues on as a university-focused organization, and we wrapped up that partnership at the end of 2017. And so in 2018, CTI uh, went off on its own and really uh, has the focus on Stitching together the overall ecosystem. What is the, how are we going to be um, a, a global hub for startups and innovation? When I was hired, that was the question that the board asked me: "Is what's your vision for that?"
1: So you've been at, at uh, platform for what a year and a half now? Yeah, correct? About a year okay. and a half. Yeah, okay. it was
2: May of May of eighteen that I that I started. Um, and uh, you know the the transition that we've been on since that time is has been we were very university focused and very uh, you know, part of the university ecosystem on purpose. That was the, the, the goal. And there was a real thought that, you know what, we need to be a community facing and a community building kind of organization. And so that really is the mandate that I've taken on to try to create an organization that is that. In December of 2018, after about uh six months on the job, the board uh agreed to that we would be uh strive to be the operator of the Platform Innovation Center. We did a few bits of due diligence around that. And in March, uh we rebranded as Platform Calgary. We moved our operation, um, our, our staff operation to East Village, into the Hillier block, and we really started to change who we are uh, in in the community. Um, We spent a lot of time trying to work as a, um, call it a backbone or a coordinator of the the work that's happening in the community. Um, So for example, uh, Calgary has a regional innovation network Uh, and in Calgary, that's called the Calgary innovation coalition. Other cities in Alberta have different names and together we apply for funding from the province and that funding goes to support programming for early stage entrepreneurs. Uh, so platform Calgary is the, is the, uh, agency that applies for the funds, receives it and, and, and makes sure that it's things things are coordinated so that the people that work on behalf of the CIC, anybody that's paid there actually gets their, their cash through us. Um, and we're doing a lot of work to try to provide space for anyone that serves entrepreneurs. Just, you know, you can, you can be part of.
1: The so you community. act as a coordinating body in a way for the Calgary innovation coalition. I've been to some of their meetings. Yeah, they quite yeah. obviously everyone around the table, very open, very collaborative. Right. So, so you're acting as sort of a support mechanism for that behind the uh, scenes, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, we
2: really want it to be not about us at all. It's actually about the CIC and the work that it does. And we're actually also a member of the CIC because most of our the programming that we put in place, uh, where that where there is direct programming, is about the time that an um, an entrepreneur commits to a high growth potential venture. <laughs> And meaning they don't have a bunch of side gigs and all that, but they're really committed. And then through to the growth stage. And, and we don't we don't have it fully baked yet, but we're putting in place uh, programs and supports and maybe motivators uh, mm-hmm. to help people through that whole journey. Um, and then other partners and other people play in that same space. Uh, for the most part, we're trying to be in a place where, where it's not we're, we're really the companies are pre-commercial and uh, or just barely commercial and so they're they don't have a ton of money to spend on rent they're small teams they really are building their support network and that's kind of where we spend most of our time right now uh other partners that we have like startup calgary is a good example they're from the earliest stage where you kind of have an idea and maybe you want to learn about you're just conceptualizing a business yeah Yeah, yeah. and then we kind of get a handoff Mm -hmm. from there and and grow out yeah um yeah and so the a big part of it you know we chose the name platform uh it happened to fit uh, because the building that we're building is a is a former train platform. Uh, but we really like the symbol of a platform where we're supporting and we're uh, under the other efforts that are in the community and uh, and shining light on things that and raising things up that that need to be raised up yeah. uh, in the community.
1: Well, one thing I have noticed since you, you know, you've launched with with platform is how through Calgary Innovation Coalition. Yeah. Everyone is, collo- not, they always did collaborate, but now yeah. it's becoming very clear that one organization helps at this stage of development. And in a way, organizations or startups are handed off between different yeah. groups. So it, it does create, it's, it's just more, it seems more collaborative, right? So it's very clear demarcations, which seems yeah. to have been very helpful.
2: I think we have to spend time on that. And and what's interesting is uh, our team's been out across Canada at different events and uh, in some roundtables of peer organizations. And I would say that Calgary is a city in Canada that has put the most emphasis on collaborating and, and really making sure that we're all together understanding what we need to do. So that's a feather in our cap. I think it's a rainforest, you know, it's a feather in the rainforest mm-hmm. cap because I think that that, the mentality and the social contract of the rainforest is infiltrating and people are, it's practice. You yeah. have to practice it, but mm-hmm. the people are committed to practicing it, um, and so I, I think that's something that we as a city should be proud of. I think it fits with the, who Calgary is as yeah. well as a community spirit kind of place.
1: Yeah. Well, and it's interesting. I mean, because I uh, I attended the May Platform Junction event, yes. which was at the the public library. It's the first platform event I'd gone to, and I did want. Well, it's very good, great, good event. Good event. There was over four hundred people. I yeah. couldn't believe it, and. There was some great cohorts. The Junction graduates were presenting the pitch night. It was, yeah. it was good. It was yeah. really good. But you also presented at that event where you talked about the platform strategy of growing the number of tech startups from the 200 to the 1,000 yeah. by 2030. So can yeah. you talk a little bit about that strategy? What, what are we looking to achieve in Calgary? So I always
2: approach these questions from why. Like why would we – why is it important that we have a thriving tech sector in our city driven by startups innovation as a characteristic of what it's like to work in calgary why is that important Um, at a very simple level it is about the the kind of city we live in about what kind of jobs are people going to be doing and the tech sector in calgary is as a sector And it penetrates so many things. So this is a very rough, I'm going to sort of preempt the criticism of of what I'm about to say. (laughs) But as a sector, it is a small part of our GDP. Mm -hmm. Places that are really rocking and rolling, it's up to 10% of their GDP, where it's sort of the pure digital, sort of like the the tech companies themselves. Here, we're, we're not even close to that. And so it's self-evident to me that if you are trying to create jobs and grow your economy and diversify your economy that this is an area where that that you can get a lot of traction in so that's where we we started to decompose well what does this look like and how does alberta compare how does Calgary compare and every time we looked we got these numbers where it's somewhere between three times too small, maybe five times as, as high as 10 times too small. So what does that look like? Well, if you break it down, you know, we go from about 200 and this is, uh, it's, we also have some you know, questions about this number 200. Well, what kind of companies are those? They're really the sort of pure digital software. Mostly mm-hmm. we're not talking about the broadest sense okay. of tech. Um, And, but the thing about those ones, they have low marginal costs. They can grow really fast and, and can become very valuable companies in a short period of time. And I think there's a lot of ripple effects you get by focusing on that. So that number, if on a, if we just start comparing ourselves per capita, we should at least be a thousand. And I would, there's some people who will say we should be Mm 3000 companies. If that was a dominant force and a real part of a diverse economy.
1: Uh, So to get us to. About 10% of our economy, we should be at at least a yeah. thousand is yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. And if we yeah. got
2: that, there's a way that that rolls out that actually it looks like 50,000 jobs, depending mm-hmm. on how, of course, the distribution of the company sizes goes. But it's not a stretch to say a thousand companies averaging 50 people. Mm-hmm. That's not a stretch. You'd have some that are two people and some that are 10,000. 10, yeah, 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 whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and then, how much, you know, what kind of business they'd be doing could be as much as $10 billion economic impact. So, we needed a North Star. This is making a long story yeah. short, hopefully. We need a North Star. Calgary has a 10 year economic strategy, Calgary and the New Economy, and it talks about growing the number of startups. Well, that is our North Star as an organization, but how do we translate into that, into a number? I wanted to make sure that we weren't just incrementalizing. So 200 to 400 in a few years. Well, you know, we could have a, we could put a, a, a blitz on and we could actually probably do that fairly easily. No, it needs to be something that forces out of old patterns, it forces us to reconsider, to reconfigure resources in a substantial way. So at least five xing or is kind of the idea, and that's where that came from. And it makes it turns out, and we've triangulated this. It's not just a nice round number. It actually speaks to an ambition. It speaks to a need to reconfigure. And uh, and it moves us into the territory of of the top fifty cities in the world, which is where I think we should be. So then you so that that's the end. That's the number that we can get to. What else has to be there? And when, by looking at cities around the world, to get that you have to have a thriving and connected ecosystem and where we are as a city, we're actually really well positioned to make this happen. We have a dense downtown. Uh, we, we have a, we have a tradition of volunteerism and connectivity. We have rainforest, you know, we actually are a city that is poised to do it. Um, we have investable wealth. We have a lot of, we have a a dominant industry that has the potential to be a first customer across the board, not just sort of production technologies but actually back office as digital, digital, technologies. Technologies. Yeah, digital yeah, absolutely it, right mm-hmm. So that kind of makes a lot of sense and then we decompose that a bit further and uh, you know cities at our stage um, should be focused on um, that connectivity should be focused on activating capital, and, and forming capital, uh, on and on creating a system of supports for early stage companies. That's where you feel. So yeah. it all kind of fits. Yeah.
1: yeah. So, so I guess is when we say from you know using the north star of a thousand companies from two hundred to a thousand. So we're I mean obviously it's in the software or it's in the digital space. So what type of I guess companies or segments are we talking about? Is it fintech? Is it software as a service? Like. All of those things, I yeah. mean, where, how we've taken a look at it is the
2: going back to the Calgary, the new economy. Calgary has three uh, industry clusters that we have a right to win in based on who's here already, you know, our sort of traditional strengths. Those are energy, transportation, logistics, and agriculture and food. Mm-hmm. So, I don't think anybody would argue that those are areas that for, we definitely. should be done. It. And so our question is, well, we should be a global innovation leader in those sectors. And in many ways we are. And it's a story that's not told. And then the other, the other four are emerging sectors. They are life sciences, fin- financial services, tourism and creative industries. And so I just kind of say, you know, our job would be done if Calgary was a top five city globally in innovation in all those areas. And we'd be spinning out startups in all of those areas. We also then work in a provincial context and how we innovate strategy talks about basically technology, enabling technologies. And so, okay, so there's, you know, you just take the, take energy and say energy tech, it's that's those horizontals. So we, we aspire to really bring the whole gamut um but there are a few key areas that make sense be supporting iot others, yeah. would yeah. be one artificial intelligence would be one data analytics broadly um, blockchain i think there are some key enabling technologies. software as a, as a service i think is sort of uh that is almost the same as tech now in my yep. mind and, and sort of that kind of approach uh to delivering service so Those those sort of key areas are what we think in when we build out our strategy. We want to make sure that we're cultivating those ones, but we're not we're not saying anybody's out. You know, we no no. You've
1: got to put your resources under a few and then support broad segments. Okay, so so a question on on incubators because I'm interested in that because when I look at the incubators accelerators in Calgary, yeah. Um, there's quite a few and each ad- address different segments. You have energy, clean tech, some digital university spinouts. Yeah. And, and by my quick calculation, they're probably accelerating maybe 150 companies a year. I mean, just as a broad number. Yeah. So I get, how do you see that accelerator incubator space evolving in the coming years? Yeah. Well,
2: what's, I think an important thing to recognize is that they're, well, I, I start with the, the difference between an incubator and accelerator. So, the first—it's really incubation—is a longer-term, kind of milestone-based process, whereas an accelerator would be a shorter term sort of sprinty kind of approach so okay. relatively and uh and typically it would include investment whereas an an incubator wouldn't necessarily include investments okay. or just surrounding from a services. definitional perspective I think yeah. accelerators are much more about connecting you mm-hmm. uh to money to people uh talent uh customers that kind of thing whereas incubators are more broad based and and grounded so where where does that go I think that we need and and we're We would love to spin up more and more that are very focused on the needs of industry, for example. So accelerators. Specific accelerators on a specific niche. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And for us, that's about industry transformation. We want to be a city where the people that are working here, the capital that's deployed in our industry is using the best technology and the most advanced technology to do what it does with lower costs and higher impact. So, you know, you can thin slice this. in ways that that are really helpful i would love to see for example a tourism technology accelerator that aligns with one of the seven sectors yeah or um you know we've got the we've got a really strong and interesting kind of underground unfortunately creative industry sector i spent a lot of time in the arts and unfortunately it's too it's too underground but around the world there are amazing digital technologies that are transforming how people experience the arts what if our arts sector and our film and tv sector music groups became places that piloted new technology uh-huh. so that if you're developing a tech that has something to do with music anywhere in the world calgary's on the map for you to come in and see it so i think they become part of a strategy to actually transform your economy mm-hmm. and transform your industry. When we look at uh, tech hubs around the world, they will host multiple accelerators mm-hmm. under their roof. Yep. Um, and oftentimes they're not even run by, you know, station. sort of outsourced.
1: Have, as, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Outsourced, or it's
2: like one of the is sort of what's in the air in mm-hmm. that place is, oh, the, there's like 10 different accelerators mm-hmm. that are going on at any given time. And you get the, you get the cohort effect of the accelerator, yeah. and then you also get the cross effect of, you know, if someone uh, it, Alberta aspires to have an artificial intelligence accelerator, it just makes sense because of Amy and Edmonton yeah. and and that kind of thing. So,
1: so there's still room to grow. There's still I room I think to absolutely,
2: more. Yeah. and and imagine an artificial intelligence accelerator that is focused on that sort of horizontal, and at the same time we've you know, we've got a clean tech accelerator now and what kind of mashup could happen between those two things when they happen to be happening at the same time. Yeah.
1: So there's opportunity. Okay. Yeah. So, so I guess is wanted to talk a little bit about finance or fundraising. Cause I guess yeah. is in the, the 2018 Alberta technology deal flow document, there was a report done by, and I'm just going to Alberta enterprise. Yes. They had an interesting statistic showing seven in 10 companies of these startups, are actively fundraising. You know, now again, what's that's what's the yeah, base? Those are but the ones that f- answered this survey. The survey, yes. yeah, that's yeah. right, that's yeah. right. So what's the biggest challenge for these companies when, you know, facing, fun- you know, when they're faced with fundraising? Well, there's, this
2: is a multi-dimensional challenge. Mm-hmm it's a chicken and egg problem. Yep. So you talk to investors and they're lamenting deal flow, talk to entrepreneurs. They're lamenting lack of investors they can talk to. So this is something we've been working on through startup genome. And it really speaks to that early stage capital formation challenge and effect. The good news is every ecosystem in the world of our size has that problem. Okay. So, so, If you're an entrepreneur trying to raise money in a city of a million and a half, you're not unique. The frustration that you feel is true. It is a real thing and and you're not alone in the world. So, but it's, I think maybe particularly challenging in Calgary because we have a lot of investable wealth that could go into this sector. It's a different asset class. And so I, I believe that there's a need to, have a purposeful process of helping people who are in a position to invest understand and engage with this ecosystem, which goes back to connectivity. CDL has done a really great job of helping people who typically wouldn't invest in startups or even work with startups understand what that's like and maybe make a few small bets. Uh, we need to be a city that's making five to 10 times the number of small bets, which ultimately means you need a higher quality of startup, which means that you need people to be able to spend more time in their startups, which means that we got to find a way to give people a runway to work on their concepts and to find pilots for them and those kind of things. It has yeah. to be yeah, multidimensional. dimensional yeah. I think it's the kind of thing that does have momentum though. So once people figure out how to invest in early stage companies, they have a lot of fun because it's not the, well, some of them, it depends on your approach. I shouldn't say they all have a lot of fun, definition of fun people, I guess, but people, yeah, yeah. yeah no, it depends on that- how attached you are to your dollars. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but some people just understand the process that it's, you know, uh, Unlike uh, other asset classes, you're looking at, you know, making 20 plus kind of investments before you can start to see your portfolio balance out mm-hmm. when you're dealing with this level of uncertainty and risk in the companies. Okay. Um, and that's why it's a different asset class. Okay. It, it really does need to be taken that so way. So can I
1: ask, I mean, when yeah. I look at the Calgary accelerators, there doesn't seem to be any that does provide sort of seed funding. To the companies as they as they enter, right? So I'm thinking yeah. of like the Y combinator model at That's 150k right. that you and they they automatically buy seven percent of the company or yes. whatever. Yeah, the, yeah it's the a
2: standard term sheet. That yeah. They, yeah.
1: So so is that uh, upfront funding something that's missing in Calgary or is that? Yep, it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it one of the
2: interesting challenges that Calgary has is despite our economic challenges, the opportunity cost of pursuing a startup compared to just waiting it out and finding a job
1: for the individual for, for individuals the individuals entrepreneur. Okay. making mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so
2: we're an entrepreneurial city and i put air quotes so you can't see on the uh, when you're mm-hmm. listening to this uh is that um because of how our industry works and, and that kind of thing mm-hmm. um, but it is a challenging city i think to to be an entrepreneur in and in some ways um, so yeah, we need to find a way to, we just think of it as a runway, you know, if we, it, that we know that if people have time to spend and learn about their product and their yeah. customers and pivot and that, that that's a process. And the other thing that's interesting is that it's, you kind of create a community of people who've been through the cycle. And we're getting that, like we're starting to get this founder depth—the yeah. actual people that are there—which increases the amount of mentorship you have. Which just, you know, that scar tissue of having tried stuff mm-hmm. and go through it uh, more than once, uh, just builds momentum. And we're not—we're early stage. Okay. We do have some—we have amazing, dedicated volunteers that have done it once, and and now are angel investors and are giving back once, twice, three times, four times, and they're giving back. There's not as many of them mm-hmm. uh, as, as, as there will be as we are going through. Well, this, right? and, and I want to so, explore yeah, that need, a bit. Yeah. So you, so mm-hmm. the, so you challenge, so the, the way to change the dynamic there is actually have to get some money in people's pockets so they can, they can spend the time doing it. Okay. Yeah. So, and,
1: and I wanted to explore that a bit because when we, you know, if we do want those companies to stay and grow in Calgary, because that's always the concern. We, we help them at the, incubator stage and then in, you know, they, to get funding, they have to leave, which is just, you know, that's not what we want. We or they get
2: funding and, and then are told to leave yeah. <laughs> by, who like by the funders. Them. That's yes. right.
1: So, so can we, do we have a number? I'm just trying to like quantify the challenge. So yeah. are we talking about, we need 5 million a year of angel and VC funding, 10 million? Like what's the scope of the issue? Cause at one point, yeah. We need to identify how big that problem is. Right. Do you, have, you, have you guys scoped that at all?
2: We haven't, we haven't scoped it that way, but there's a reason we haven't scoped it that way is that we're focused more on the community of, in, of investors mm-hmm. than we are on the pools of, than the pool of money that's available. Yeah. So it comes at it this way is that let's say, let's say it was a $10 million problem mm-hmm. So if I was able to go out and raise $10 million to create a fund to invest in early stage companies, I don't think that's a good idea. No,
1: no. Because Mm -hmm. I have one
2: risk profile Mm -hmm. and I'm basing all my investment decisions on that. So I would rather have 10 funds of a million than one $10 million fund. Because then I have 10 different risk profiles, 10 different social networks, 10 different connections into customer bases and abilities to get pilots. And so there's an element of you, you need to think of this stuff as ecosystems, as networks. So that's our focus is to create a community of investors mm-hmm. that have a an array of different approaches to, uh, to working with entrepreneurs. Um, and I think my standard answer on these kind of things mm-hmm. is that Whatever
1: we are right now,
2: five times bigger. <laughs> okay, so. oh, and that's great. That's great. Well,
1: well. Okay. And then, following on, I mean, we see that in Alberta now we have the investor yeah. tax credit, yes. which has been successful. There's some positive things, negative things, but yeah. it, it generally it works. What else can be done to incentivize investors? So, there's a, there's been some gr-
2: some work underway around. So, what's the challenge? The challenge is to get is to actually de-risk. So in places that have active tech investment communities, they don't really need these incentives because they get it yeah. they, and there's a, there's a playbook here. Our challenge is we're moving people from one class of investment to another, um, asset class to another, um, or one or two or three asset classes into another. And so what's going to get them to do that? So the Alberta Investor Tax Credit basically gave you cheaper dollars at the end of the day mm-hmm. to, to do that. So it takes away some of that front initial risk. Yeah. So I think anything that does that uh, is a tool that we need in our toolkit. So people have talked about the use of mechanisms like flow through shares. Okay. That is um, a way of, of a tax efficient way of investing. Uh, would require quite, quite prominent a, a, a in the oil bridge, and gas industry, quite right? prominent in mm-hmm. oil and gas. And it's really uh about risk. Mm-hmm. And so it's complicated, yep. but so that would be one. So there's, I think there's a bunch of kind of policy things you could do along those lines. The next thing is that we, so we've had some conversations about Calgary and Edmonton working together with groups that are out there like uh, NACO or others that focus on angel investments. That's the national National association Association. of angel capital. Yeah. Um, And their mandate is to promote that industry and to build it up. But where could, how could we help create that community of people? So there are programs out there where you will, there will actually sort of go baby steps, help you structure a group Mm -hmm. that because a big part of it is the, is the, the effort required. Like if you're going to be an individual angel investor and get, create the portfolio effects that you need, you're doing a lot of work. Yeah, finding um, that deal
1: flow, getting it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a
2: lot of work. Mm-hmm. So it makes a lot of sense to pool and to create angel pools, um, angel groups. So I would like to see you know a concerted effort to build a number of angel pools in in Alberta and just make make that easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ontario, uh, I think it was FedDev in Ontario, actually paid the admin costs of angel groups so ah, that they could actually get yeah. started. And we don't really have anything like that here. So a lot of these things are kind of early stage. There's conversations happening all over the place. Yeah, uh, it's well, what you can
1: replicate, right? If that's something yeah. in Ontario, could we bring that here? Yeah,
2: so. or uh, there's a there. There have been so our our work with startup genome has been very insightful for us. It's given us. Connections to people that have done this in other places. We're we're definitely not the first city or set of cities, Calgary and Edmonton, to decide to try to tackle this agenda. Yeah, any city of our size and kind of definitely in our economic circumstances, looking to this sector as a as a lifeboat. Mm -hmm. Um, So people have figured it out before, and they've been successful. And to me, it's just really a matter of of focus and deciding to prioritize it. So Mm -hmm. if, if we spent three years trying to in a concerted way to build up a, a community of angel investors, we would be successful in okay. activating new capital.
1: Great. Okay. So wanted to, I mean, moving away from the finance side, but just mm. again, something that, what can we help those startups? And I interviewed Jeff LaFrance, the CEO of his And yeah. uh, one of the key drivers that he identified was that startups or that large companies should buy local. That's the, you know, yep. however, but be an early adopter. And so, um, what programs are out there or what? What's, how is that being looked at? Because I even recognize in oil and gas, it's yeah. a challenge, right? Yeah. Um, but how do you get those large companies to incentivize to buy from the local startups? The best incentive would be to have really kick-ass products that, that
2: they have that's to buy. That's the best buy. incentive of all. Okay. Uh,
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> you know, I think that... Um, so again, that's a global problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a, it just is the way it is the, that I, now there's, you know, I, I'm i I'm sort of convinced that we face a bit of a, a bit more of it in Calgary than, mm-hmm. than other places, but I don't know how much bigger it is uh, a problem here than it is other places. So what, what do you need to do? I think the first step goes back to connectivity. I know that there is a lack of awareness um, between the two sort of groups about what's happening in, in each other, yeah. uh, in each other's worlds. Uh, and it's, it's hard to pay attention to. I mean, everybody's under pressure to do stuff and has only so many day yeah, uh, hours, hours in, in the, the, the day calendar, yeah, days in the week. Mm-hmm. and so how much of your time are you going to spend on something that may not be commercially viable if you're if you're in a purchasing group or you're you're leading a business in, in oil and gas and and you have a problem how much of your time are you going to spend trying to solve that problem thinking about stuff that's not ready for prime time yeah. it's that's a tough ask what have we seen work? So in, I, I had a chance to talk with a senior executive of in the travel industry in Europe mm-hmm. about how they support startups and why they support startups. In particular, they supported an organization just like ours mm-hmm. uh, in, a, in a major European city. And the person said, well, ultimately, we want this city to be a great to be known as a great place to work. If you're in tech. Yeah. Why? Because we want to hire people to work in our organization. So we supported this organization that is doing that work because we have a long view of who we want to be. And so we thought, well, if this thing gets going there's going to be tons of talent kind yeah. of so it's not altruistic it's not altruistic no, they're doing it, is it for not the large altruistic. companies
1: doing it for the big their it's, benefit it's okay. really about
2: time mm-hmm. frames right yeah. and in this case this was actually the this decision came out of the community investment and sort of public policy public relations side of yeah. their business and they supported a tech hub and then he said i know it's working because People from our organization now work there and people from that organization now work for us. So that to me is the first part is yeah. just get those social networks happening and and get that, you know, that interchange going on back and forth so that people are exposed to information and it's just less... Uh, risk because you've taken away one of the risks areas, which is, I don't trust these people because now that you've actually broken bread with them and kind Mm -hmm. of been around with them, you know, that. So I think that's always going to be my first step is, is let's bring people together and start to understand who, what each other's challenges are and what we actually need. Then I think there is, you know, quite a bit of opportunity available to us, To find areas of businesses that can support things like pilots that can support uh, a bit of experimentation, or at the very least, have detailed conversations about what those businesses challenge, what those business challenges are, we spend all the companies that we work with, you know, we're trying to get them to build their company on revenue, not on investment necessarily like let's actually get paying customers Mm -hmm. and have those customer conversations. So you actually have to start from that perspective. Um, and that's real currency is a, is a conversation between an entrepreneur and someone who has a real problem. So I'd like to do more to facilitate those kinds of conversations. Um, and we, we think that physical space is one of the ways you do that. If you yeah. actually create the collision space for that to happen.
1: Well, I do want to explore that because that's, yeah. that's what I do want to, the physical space. Cause that's one of the key yeah. activities of platform. So yes. you do, I did want to talk a little sure. bit about your building. So, yeah. I mean, it's, it's being built. If you go across from the library, it's yes. there, the hole is there. It's now, you know, it's, it's being built. Can ground. you tell us a little bit about it? Sure.
2: 50,000 square feet. Yeah uh, dedicated to programs that support innovation Mm -hmm. in Calgary. Um, it's, uh, designed to be, uh, an open and welcoming space. So the, the, there's a key theme of how we're designing it is around community building. So, because what I know is that, uh, the biggest attraction of the space is going to be the people that are there. there. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, uh as you can imagine uh, how do you get the people there in the first place that are so that's a big thing that, that that's what keeps us up at night right now mm-hmm. is who's the I mean, we turn the lights on you what's need an the anchor tenant. you need yeah
1: yeah, yeah. what's mm-hmm. the community that's mm-hmm. there
2: on day one yeah uh, so it's the the building has sort of three sets of activities that happen within it one is just the act of bringing people together just yes. straight up, Place making, For collisions, collisions yeah. networks, mm-hmm. um, networks and events uh, will we'll sort of hopefully live there, is the idea. The second part is the acceleration process. Um, and I should preface this by saying that our approach is always going to be to work with a partner to franchise something. Mm-hmm. So it's not all platform to, run.
1: It'll be other no. organizations running their programs in your that's space. The idea. Okay, yeah. great. Or, yeah.
2: and, and to sort of curate the right sort of mix, and then whatever the the gap, however the gaps are going to be filled, that's that's what we we can design and deliver. Yeah. Uh, on the app, so there will be a core sort of base set of programs that that stitch it all together and make sure that everything is kind of connected. Mm-hmm. And it's not just a random assortment of things, sure. but it's but it's connected. So acceleration, so we got, we got uh, place placemaking. Acceleration is really the, that process of coaching, mentoring, advising, and connecting mm-hmm. uh, people to specific things that they need. So we're building out an advisor network that'll be partly our staff, partly some contracts, EIR, mm-hmm. uh, entrepreneurs and residents. Okay, uh, yeah. And then, you know, hopefully a, we really aspire to have a global network of advisors that can, that can help Calgary startups then uh, that advisor network is sort of our core contribution to what we call academies. So the, the junction program that's on right now is really an academy. It's for first time founders with a minimum viable product and it's nine weeks intense work on your business and the whole time you're learning yeah um, and you're building core parts of your business in that that's an academy model that that is a pre-accelerator. We also work with three to one growth academy for example for very specific training but but that's what it is. I generally think of that as the skills and abilities that you need to thrive in the fourth industrial revolution will be available in that building. So okay. it's gonna be a lot of classrooms. Yeah now, the last area of work uh, in that under acceleration is around industry transformation, and that's where I've spoken already about thematic uh, initiatives that, that will include accelerators and incubators. It could include some thought leadership work, that kind of thing. And so in the case that we were, we've talked about earlier, we've partnered with Foresight out of British Columbia okay. to come and work with us to create. A clean tech accelerator. So we'll work with about thirty companies, I think, under the current one year that we're getting it up and running, and that includes the, that draws from our advisor network. It draws from our academy programming, and it brings the industry connectivity and sort of cohort element to it. So that those activities will be will be happening there, and we want to really line up a bunch of those. And then finally, it's about storytelling and advocating for this sector. So how do we move from a fragmented uh, ecosystem where there's lots going on to we can be a place that tells the story in a very quick sort of glimpse, not our story, but the story of the whole ecosystem. And that's sort of the aspiration is that the place becomes a becomes a kind of storytelling hub as well.
1: Well, and that's Absolutely. why I say when I when I did go to the your platform junction yeah. event at the university or at the at the, the library, library. Yeah. that was exactly it. You were creating the opportunity for the community to come together, which yes. was great. Which yeah, was great. That's so, right.
2: Yeah, and we all start. You know, you do that enough, and mm-hmm. people get on the same page. Yeah. Um, and, t- and tell the story. So okay.
1: Yeah. So I did want to ask Terry if anybody wants to know more about platform or junction or, or how should they you know what's the best source of information for uh, uh, for you guys the, the the world wide web okay. uh, platformcalgary.com uh would
2: be great uh we're pretty active on linkedin mm. and on uh, twitter as well and you have a newsletter uh, uh do you do yeah you, okay. you you can sign up for our newsletter um we spend a lot of time trying to help people understand other things that are going on in the community that's where, where a lot of that comes
1: yeah. i will make a plug for that newsletter because i do receive it and it pretty much tells everything if you are a startup looking for any service in the community. Yeah above and beyond what platform is doing. So it could be yeah. other groups. Yeah, it's very informative. Yeah, it's very informative. good. Yeah. Well,
2: uh, we also, you know, we welcome people to drop in. Um, uh, we have drop-in events every once in a while. Mm-hmm. So you can see that on our, on our website at, at the Hillier block. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, reach out to me directly if people want to talk to me at terry.rock at platformcalgary.com. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy to have a coffee.
1: Great. Yeah. Okay. Well, on that, I mean, Terry, I did want to say thank you for taking time out of your schedule to come talk with us today. Thank you. And for
0: those who are listening, again, thanks for uh, listening today. If you haven't already, visit rainforestab.ca and sign the Rainforest Social Contract. Become part of the inclusive, silo-busting, sector-agnostic, all-industry, open-sourced, ego-shrinking, ecosystem-building, entrepreneur-focused, wide-open, social-barrier-smashing community known as Rainforest Alberta. This episode is sponsored by Capturing Legacies, because everyone has a story, and Capturing Legacies is here to help you tell it. Visit CapturingLegacies.com for more information